and welcome back to another episode of Size Eyes. I went outside this time of Optimist Hall. Um, I think a little bit less background noise, but still enough for good ambience, ambiance, if you will. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go through. So if you hopefully you've been following along uh, my SciOS life operating system episodes the last five, six, seven now, I forget. Um, they're just all running together, but taking a deep look, deep dive into each of the databases, into each of the components, levels of the you know pyramid that I have, as well as how I just structure everything. So last episode, we were started to take a look at the action level of the alignment pyramid. So that was the projects database. And now we're going to be taking a look at the action items database. So the way I've organized it, each of the action items roll up to a project. And so, um, yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll just dive into the, so with other things like projects or uh, other types of, uh, you know, the reviews, there's templates that I have built out. There's not necessarily a template that's built out for these tasks or action items since they're very dependent and very customized to the specific project that they're in. And so I just have one, you know, it's a database that has different fields, but there's no real temp there's no templates in it and there's no um, information in the page section of it. There's no text in these aside from the text that's contained and information that's contained in the actual fields themselves. Since some of these may only take 10, 15 minutes to complete, some you know take longer, but um, I didn't feel, and I don't think I need any other information other than what's provided in those fields. So with that little con context, I'll go into what those fields are and go from there. And so, uh, obviously there's like the title field of the action item title or the task title however however you want to think about it and then the first field that I have is the done check it's a checkbox and so obviously if they're not done it's unchecked and if they're completed when I complete them I'll check mark the box so pretty straightforward there then I have so this is so I have three due dates okay so stick with me here. The first due date is kind of, and I actually only use two of them, really. So one is the DUE due date. So that's kind of what the due date, what normal people, normal people, what people normally think of when they think of due date. Like, oh yeah, you know, this is the deadline for which I want to complete this task by. Oh, there's a little bug on me. Um, and so that one actually, I used the least and this quarter I don't think I'm actually using any since none of them really have a hard deadline. You know for work I and if I structured it this way I could potentially see using it but for my personal life operating system for these projects right now I don't I don't have any DUE due dates filled in. So that's one. Go mosquito. So that's one due date field. The second due date field is a DO date. And that due date is the one that I most live by. 
So this is the day-to-day due date that I fill in or um, th- that it, I plan to actually do the task. So it's not necessarily the day the task is due, for DOE, it's the day that I want to complete the task, that I want to do it, DO it. And so by structuring it this way, I can plan out the series of action items over the course of time for when I want to actually complete them so that I, I can, if, if there is a case where there is a DOE due date, I can track what the actual progress is towards that ultimate deadline instead of having the due date as, you know, let's say Friday and I'm only, it's on my calendar as one due date, DOE date of that Friday, then I won't necessarily, I have to take an extra step of figuring out and time chunking, time blocking or whatever, time managing how I want to hit that deadline. But with this, if I have multiple you know, tasks built out, let's say, with multiple due dates of you know part, two, part one on Monday, part two on Tuesday, part three on Wednesday, I can keep track of how much time I'm spending, which parts I want to be completing, you know, successively before the actual deadline approaches and hits. And so I find this much better. So and this is a you know, thing taken by August Bradley. I don't know where he took it from, but it has worked for me so far. So that's the second due date, right? DO date. And the third one is due, like missed. No, I was kidding. No, screw that. No, I was, you know. no it's the third one is the quarter planning due date. So DO date again, but this is quarter QP due date is what the name of the field is. Um, so it's quarter plan due date. So this one is when I'm doing my quarterly planning, it is all the dates on which I originally planned to do the action item. So similar to the due date like I mentioned, but this is a quarter planning one. So I'll set these once at the beginning of the quarter so I can so I have a calendar of all my tasks that are listed out for the entire quarter, you know, divided by project. You know, so I'll build these actions, action items ba- um, by project, basically. So I'll go into the project, like I mentioned, and build out you know, using a project template, and then part of that is the action item. So I'll complete the action items there. So I'm within the context of that project. But then when I'm outside of the context of that project, when I'm viewing it on a day-to-day basis, on a time period basis, I can see due date-wise, DO date-wise, what am I doing today? What am I doing tomorrow? What am I doing next week? And so this quarter planning due date is stationary. It is not, it does not move at all throughout the course of the quarter because I want to be able to track if I move the due dates and the timelines of the different action items and projects. So the quarter planning due dates, QP due date stays the same and the normal DO date, due date, is the one that moves on a you know, day-to-day, week-to-week level. So I can just, e- if, if I'm in a calendar view of all my action items, I can just go from, you know, drag and drop one action item that's, that I initially have scheduled in my quarter planning on a Monday, I can move it to the next Monday, or, you know, I can cancel it, or I can move it to Wednesday, etc. 
and so that but so when I change that it's filtering it's moving the DO date it's moving the due date and not the quarter planning due date and so when I refer to due dates in the future and and if I've referred to them in the past 99% of the time they're referring to the DO due date so hopefully that gives a little bit of insight into how I'm I'm actually and you know we recently implemented something like this at work as well and so we'll see how that works at work um, but I'm pretty excited to um, you know see the use cases uh, see the uh, results hopefully and so I'll come I'll, I'll come back to this in a little bit so going down the line here of the action item you know page or the field or the, the value of you know within this action item database you know let's this one task right so these are all the different fields that are associated with that task so going along down that line I have priority and so similar to you know projects and different things so I have first second third fourth fifth priority obviously but then in addition to that I have scheduled um, which is kind of like if it's a meeting or something that's on the calendar like you know that can't be moved right it's scheduled on the calendar then I'll you know sometimes put that on there and then I have recurring so this one is actually I'm using more now I actually just created it last quarter where recurring is something tasks that I want to be these are mostly within my personal admin database and so these are things like I mentioned in the last episode of checking my inbox, you know, making sure that's down to zero, paying all the necessary credit cards off, or um, you know, checking my media vault. Let's say for all the links that people have sent me to check out or watch or listen, make sure you know I'm keeping track of those. I'm in inserting those links into a certain database. And you know, on a weekly basis, I just go through that and comb through it and see, like, hey, these are the ones that, you know, these are the links of content to consume, and then I'll watch it or read it or whatever. And so all these recurring tasks, some are on a weekly basis, some are on a bi-weekly basis, some are on a monthly basis. And so just depending on the task, right, um, type of task, you know, one I can do every week, one I can do every month, and or somewhere in between. And so this is how I keep track of the recurring tasks, or one way, that's how I do it. And then I have also a milestone um, as well. I don't believe I have any milestones or any tasks that are tagged as milestones this quarter, So, but it's at work, we kind of use milestones, so I just wanted to have that built in if, in case um, I did want to utilize it. But it's basically just any task that's you know bigger than a normal task. If it's, you know, it's like, oh, I finished, um, you know, let's say a big, let's say with an education project, I finished the VTO, like the Vision Tracker Organization, or uh, Organizer. Um, you know, that's a big step towards completing this project. You know, let's say a project has 50 tasks or action items, then, you know, there may be a few milestones that are built in, and that's how it's organized at work. But I haven't done necessarily all that in, in this. Now, I do have a milestone, actually, checkbox uh, you know field as well um, so it's a little bit redundant but I just have both but I'm not using either so you know it's up to you then I have an errand one which August Bradley has in his system as well um, I don't really use this 
Although I could with grocery shopping, actually. Hmm. Yeah, grocery shopping is in my personal ad, excuse me, admin database, and it's it's a recurring. It's a recur or or it's, it could be second priority. Either way, it's not listed as errand. And so, you know, that's there in case, you know, you run an errand real quick, go to the bank, go to grocery shopping. Um, if you want to track, you know, whatever you want to track, that's an errand. And another one is remember. So I don't really use errand, remember, or scheduled too much, or milestone, but I use first through fifth and recurring the most. I remember it's just like, a, you know, just remember to do this real quick. Just, you know, one, two minutes. It can be done at the beginning of your work day or whatnot, just to quickly knock it off. And then we have status. So similar to projects, we have, or it's a similar structure, but a different verbiage, verbiage. So one is done, so pretty straightforward. Then it's, one is active, so if I'm currently doing the task, so today I was doing my weekly review, and so it took me an hour, but when, when I was starting that task, I moved it from next up, which is one of the other values, to active. And while I was doing the thing, it was, it was as active. And then when I complete, completed the weekly review, I categorized that done as done within the status field and then checkmarked the done box as well, which I'd previously mentioned. Because I didn't have a done status before this quarter. And so all of the tasks even that I checked off as done were listed as active within the status field. Um, so there's a little bit of, if I wanted to filter, there might've been a little bit of confusion. So I just created this done value in the status field. And then we have paused. So if, let's say for whatever reason, I pause a task. Um, maybe it's like a five hour long task, you know, an action item or something. Ideally it should be broken out, but if it's paused or something, if I'm doing something, I can just do that. But I, I don't really use pause. If I'm actually doing something in the middle of it, I'll just probably forget and just leave it as active or whatnot. But that's there. And then I have next up, which is, you know, this is, I, I mainly use this within the context of a project where it's, you know, there's a list of 10 action items within the project and the next one up is listed as next up within this uh, field. Um, it's not necessarily used as much within the context of a, a within the day itself, but I can. You know, both views are possible, right? And so it just depends on how I'm feeling. And then there's a couple others that I used more in the past but don't really use now. One is waiting for a previous task, and then one is waiting for external. And so August Bradley has waiting on as a uh, um, thing here, but uh, I'm... I don't really use waiting on anymore. Any you know, future tasks that I want to complete, I created a future value here in the status field. And so I have a future one waiting for a previous task to be completed first, if it's like a dependency, or waiting for an external, if it's an external dependency. So I have those breakdowns, but I don't necessarily use them. But a future, I essentially all the tasks that are in my task database that are not done or active or next up or essentially all future. And then the last one is canceled. So let's say I didn't get to do a vlog or blog or whatever, or something that is not re relevant anymore. I'll just stat, uh, categorize it as canceled. So there's only first few. Next one is, the next few are more agile and scrum based. And so it's kind of like the definition of done. 
projected time box and the actual time box. So I don't really use the definition of done anymore, just because by seeing the task itself, I'll I'll know what done means. And so, um, but I have that in there uh, if I want to fill in. But the projected and actual time box I use, projected time box, most of the time I'll be filling them in at quarterly planning. But if I haven't and I create it newly, I'll, I'll fill in the project time box, projected time box there. So for those tasks that I create after the quarterly planning that I still will do, it'll only have the due date, the DO date, and not the quarterly planning due date because I w obviously wasn't quarterly planned for. And so that's just, you know, the way it just, the way it just happens. And then uh, you have the milestone flag um, checkbox that I mentioned, uh, which I don't really use, but wanted to get back to the quarterly planning due date and the due date. And so one of the reasons why I use this is to see the difference between the actual, you know, essentially projected minus actual of, or planned versus actual of when I thought something was gonna be due. So I have a formula in here that calculates the difference in days between those two dates. So let's say I finish it ahead of schedule, it'll show you know, minus five or something. If, if it, I, I pushed it back a little bit, it'll show you know, a positive seven or you know, vice versa. But either way, I get to see the difference. Then I have a notes field. And so, so let me go back to that. And if there's, so if there's, so on a task by task basis, there's, it's not as relevant, but within the context of a project or context of a quarter, I can see like, oh, maybe for this project, I really, you know, was really ambitious and I need to scale it back a little bit when I'm planning for the next quarter. Or for the, you know, for another project, I can be, I can see the difference like, oh, I was completing these faster than I thought. And so I can maybe push myself a little more so that give and take will be option will be more availably available because I have that insight into seeing how my plan and actual due dates were aligned and so then I have a notes field uh, usually empty but just there in case and then last couple are just relations of projects so obviously action items relative to projects so pretty self-explanatory there and then a content pipeline so let's say for each of the different content types so let's say podcast I'm doing record podcast for you know whichever number this is and so content pipeline it's related to whichever piece of content that is so podcast numbers eight or nine for the this quarter um, that action item of record podcast edit podcast publish podcast those are all will be related to a specific piece of content in the content pipeline database which of course we'll be going through and so those are all the fields within the project, within the action items database. Um, some of the most common views that I have of this action items database is the most important one that I have is to do today. So this is in my main dashboard, if you will, of all my, of, and so this view has just the action items that I'm completing today. And so if you've, you know, look at it for action items, to complete in a week or it can be overwhelming even like multiple days and so if you just segment it out by one day like oh these are you know this is first priority this is second priority third priority very explicitly stated you can see like oh I'm planning projected time box of four hours like is that reasonable with my schedule today sure it is maybe you know two hours would be better but you know it's listed out and you can move the tasks you know as you see fit 
right? So to do today this is one of the most important views that I have. And probably the second most important view or tied for first is the calendar view where I can also see on a you know day by day basis of all of my action items, but also I can move them a little bit more quicker and you know have uh, have a longer term view of the time period instead of just today. And so I can move it, you know, the task from today to next week, or I can move stuff up, you know, from next week to this week, um, or anything like that. You know, as well as actually go into the task itself and adjust any of the other fields in addition to the dates. And so a calendar view is very important for me as well. Um, and then I have a uh, what is this? Okay, I don't use that anymore. Um, but yeah, so those are the main two. And then so this action items database is contained in, you know, is used as uh, so links. There are links to the action items database in other pages and templates. So like in the weekly review, monthly review, I have you know, toggles that'll open up the action items database with a specific view, let's say the calendar view and the project level view, those are already built into the template so I don't have to even change anything. I just have to, it's a self-referencing, you know, filter that, that I have when you create a template in Notion. Um, so it's a little bit more complex but um, easier to see than actually describe. Um, but know that that functionality is there and it's very easy to use once you know what you're doing. And so, the, so, like I was saying, action items are referenced in you know, my projects, project level basis. So when I create that project template, I'm already referencing. When I, anytime I create the action items within that project, or within that project page, they're automatically tied to that project. So I don't have to add any other value to any fields linking the action items to the project, they're already within the context of that project. That's how they were created. And so that's, you know, another good feature of Notion there. And so, just want to make sure I'm hitting on everything for the action items, because this is one of the most important databases, because you're, this is how you're moving the needle from your day to day. This is, you know, you're living in this database in whichever view you would like to see, but you're mainly living in this database day to day, right? Whether that's the calendar view, whether that's the, um, uh, like the list view or anything else, you're making changes here, um, you know, task by task, project, uh, project by project, um, you know, hour by hour. So this is where you're living. And so this is very important, and this is how you're moving the needle from the day-to-day -to, -day to the week-to-week -to, -week to month to month to quarter to quarter, and how you're making progress, and you can see that progress and how much time you're spending on them because you're, you've, you've planned out how long you think it's gonna take with the projected time box. You've tracked, I've tracked how long it actually took once I completed that project, and then I can roll up those, those data points when I'm reviewing on a weekly and monthly and quarterly basis and plan more efficiently and productively in future uh, planning sessions. And so hopefully that gives you some insight into how I structure my um, you know, action items database and to see how the, it relates 
to you know different databases is how it's as well as how it's structured within the overall alignment zone pyramid how it's from action items to projects to affirmations to the aspirations of my purpose mission and value so each of these action items rolls up to one of those projects that moves a needle that is built for a specific reason because it's aligned with my mission with my purpose and my unconditional values and so hopefully that gives some insight there i know we're running up on 25 minutes again um so i'm happy to expand upon this more in future episodes or if you want to reach out to me i can do that as well and potentially youtube series on this so if people are interested i'll you know look into that as well but thanks for listening to another episode of size eyes i'll see you when i see you